Did you know that where you stand in your video shot, the way you walk into frame or the way you leave your frame could actually have an uneasy feeling on your audience, making them want to leave and not come back? Yep, me neither. On today's episode, we speak to a filmmaker who's going to be sharing all the industry's tips and tricks on how to get better at storytelling and how to engage your audience. If that's what you're looking for for your videos, this is the episode for you. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day I help creators big and small level up their YouTube, get more views, more subscribers, and grow their channel. So it's not every day that you get to meet someone who is an ex-banker turned entrepreneur and then decided, nah, I'm going to take the world of video by storm. And that is exactly who we have today with us. It's Victoria Gregg. For those who don't know, she is an absolute legend. One of my favorite people in the world. I met her back in South Africa, and she's kindly given us enough of her time to join us today. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Hey, Leron. How are you? It's good to uh, hear your, your amazing South African accent again. Even though you're <laughs> Victoria, for those who don't know, um, I, I know your past, and I know what you've been up to, and that's not a good thing. But for those who don't <laughs> know, uh, give us who is Victoria in a tweet. What would you say? In a tweet, oh my gosh. I think really, um, long story short, I quit my job um, when I went to Africa of all places. So my heart is in Africa to make a difference. Um, and at the time it was because I had just bought a DSLR. I had no thought about buying a DSLR and, and having a career change. But something just changed me when I saw the culture, the way people were living on rubbish dumps, that I was like, I want to make an impact on this world. Um, and then long story short, through photography, my first year was pretty horrific. Um, I learned to master photography, but my business skills, I decided to turn off my, uh, my business brain when I left my, my day job, <laughs> which a lot of us do actually when we, we transition into an entrepreneurial role. And it was in year two that someone showed me a DSLR video on YouTube. Now, I'm just going to caveat this. This was about 16 years ago. There was no one teaching DSLR YouTube. Um, videos and how to film on it. So unfortunately, I became pretty famous in the industry for the biggest screw up um, <laughs> ever learning DSLR, a DSLR video. But what my caveat there was that although I screwed up a lot, um, I ended up from the first time I saw that video to 12 months later, teaching at Pinewood Film Studios. I just worked out oh. badly how to do it. That there was only a way to master it. So there was only, there's only so many ways you can really mess it up. And I'd done all those. <laughs> and I was literally teaching these amazing filmmakers. And then within three months after that, I was on a, a live TV show in the US to 150,000 people teaching DSLR video with the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, Ariana Huffington. So I'm, and I'm not saying this to impress anybody. I'm saying it to impress upon everybody that if I can do it and master this video game, then anyone else can. Wow. So that's my slightly longer introduction. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to spend an entire show just unpacking that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so much good stuff. And it's exactly that. It's, it's 
so many people so overthink and so overcomplicate life when you just got to do it. And yes, you will screw up. And that's okay. And I love that story. It's a, it just shows you that when you just put your mind to it, things are definitely possible. It's not just this guru nonsense that people speak of. You're yeah. an example, a living example of exactly that. Definitely. And I would say as well that there's a faster track to success now as well that I learned that I didn't have to try and do it all myself and knock my head through a brick wall. Ah. Mentors, like the stuff on YouTube now is incredible. Um, asking for help was a big thing. Like it, right. it's cool to ask for help. And in the, so from a photographer, we were very silo. No one wanted to talk about money or what they were charging. Yeah. In the film world, you have a crew. Mm -hmm. So you have to work together. You have to work in a team. And that's what I love, that it was a group effort. Now, of course, if I bring it back down to YouTube channels and like promoting your product or services or as a content creator, even though you're a content creator, you should hang out with other content creators because it's a lonely world sometimes. Um, well, okay, that, that, definitely. No, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's a, it, there's something happened. There's been a pivot at some, some point. There's a paradigm shift where it was all about keeping everything close to your chest because you would never share clients. You would never share how much you've been paid. You would never share how much you should quote to a complete 180, which is, Hey guys, girls, I'm trying to do this project. What do you guys think? What do you got? How should we quote for this? What's the best industry practice for this? I, do you find that it's become so much more inclusive and so much, I wouldn't say easier, but, but there's, there's a, definitely a feel of people want genuinely want to help other people i have this thing i'm a real humanitarian and i believe like mm -hmm. i have so much faith in humanity so I, I might be a bit rare i just think people are fighting their own battles and trying to make things work themselves that sometimes it comes across in not a great way and i don't think it's ever intentionally to really annoy someone or piss someone off um, but what i would say is yes there is there is much more of a culture shift but I think you still have the silo stuff because when maybe you're starting out and you have next to nothing following or whatever else, like you think, Oh, if I reach out, is it, are they really going to help me? Are they really going to say anything? Well, I, I don't have enough. And I call it this. These are all limited beliefs. This is all like mm -hmm. rubbish that you tell yourself, but the more you hang out with the good people and the good vibes, then the more you're going to grow. For me, kind of being able to do what I do is an honor that I'm there to give back. It's not about me. It's about, and actually anyone's YouTube channel should be about that. It's not necessarily, I think when you get your head around, okay, you're a content creator, but you won't grow unless you're providing value. So concentrating more on the value and the storytelling than more on the numbers and the, the what kind of sponsorship deals can you get and things like that. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's my thing. That's how I think my motto has been since every business, because I have a few businesses that we run, is it's about providing more value than you're asking for back in return. So putting the people first, essentially. Yes. Yes. So now you've hit one of my favorite, favorite keywords in that, in that story, which is storytelling. This is kind of something that I'm very passionate about. And I think that we, there's a lot of us, myself included, we just don't know how to tell a good story. Yes, we can get up in front of camera. And yes, I can talk about, I don't know, the 10 features of this new phone. But am I telling a good story? Am I kind of delivering it the right way? What would you say? Have you got any tips and tricks for us people who are not natural born storytellers? How do we become better at this? 
Okay, so storytelling really is, um, I would say people as a production company, so one of the, the companies I have is a production company, and the average filmmaker and even kind of like other production company goes, how do you earn what you earn and you get paid what you get paid in your production company? And I'm like, the whole sole thing is because we know how to tell a story. Mm. So what we will normally do is I will listen to a client and then I will dissect what I call a hero's journey. So in the film world, we hire scriptwriters. It's an actual skill. So a lot of YouTube stars out here, they haven't really studied like say film, quote unquote, right. or been on a movie set, or planned pre-production. So what I would love for them to get out of this session is um, my first ever short film, which was Insanity, was Kids and Animals. I didn't do enough pre-production. And for those of them, you listening that are not sure what I mean by this, this is planning out your content. So of course, if we take the smartphone thing, the new Samsung phone, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So you kind of go, I'm going to do this video about Samsung phone. One of the things that you can ask, and this is what you do naturally in your head, because a lot of storytelling is also like neuroscience psychology. So start studying neuroscience psychology. Because the thing I love about when we can create video is we know how to make someone laugh, cry, feel nervous, feel happy, all in a matter of 30 seconds. And it's to do with yeah. the script, but it's also to do with what you do with the camera. So we'll come back to the camera thing in a minute. Okay. But there's six storytelling questions. Who, what, why, where, when, and how. Ideally, you don't need the how, depending on what it is, what content. But a lot of people will go, who are you? What are you doing? Where are you? And why? Why are you doing it? But more importantly, why do I care as a viewer? So if you aren't answering some of those, then you're not going to be doing the engagement and the storytelling. So what you want to do is kind of go back to what you're going to write the content for and go over those questions and go, okay, so you're going to teach the how or you're going to teach the what and why should they care? Well, because getting a new smartphone with the models is really confusing. So the aim then would be to make it the, the easiest way to compare all the smartphones in a simple video. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just make, I, I've got to get all this in and I'm making frantic notes. And then of course, when I finish my notes, all of those will be in the show notes of this podcast. So you guys can just go and just crib my notes, copy and paste them. So just to, re, just to kind of get, take a, a step back. So the what, where, when, how, all of those questions, these are coming in from a viewer's point of view. Totally. So this is when it's like right. either pen paper or digitally. Um, when you plan out the videos, instead of, um, and you know I come from a video world, instead of thinking about yes. the lighting, the camera angle, and all this, what I call the shiny white brainer stuff, mm -hmm. this is about like, who is the avatar? Who's, who's the content for? And if you're trying to split it across several avatars, change the content and the message up. Who exactly is it for? Why are they going to watch it? What do they get out of it? And actually, what do you want them to do at the end? What's the call to action? And why oh, should wow. they, again, question it? Mm. Should they bother doing what you're asking them to do? Are you providing them good enough value? And if you're not, don't even film the video. Wow. Okay. And this applies across every industry, every niche, whether you're baking a chocolate cake, whether you're doing fitness, whether you're doing tech, whether you're doing cars, whatever it may be. 
it's the same questions which yeah. apply. Yeah. Okay. I, what I will share now, actually, because um, you said that I have a four-part formula that Ooh. I use whether I create a feature film, a big commercial for a client, an Instagram video, whatever it is. Um, and the first one, so there's four what I call modules, almost like vision, storytelling, filmmaking, and performance. So the first one, vision, is about defining the goal for your video. Is it a brand awareness video? Is it a tutorial? Is it a sales video? Is it a goodwill video? Ideally, you don't have one video and it does everything. Um, so when you're actually creating on your YouTube channel, is this another tutorial video? However, what's really the aim of the goal? Are you asking them to click somewhere and do something and go to the website or to purchase something or to subscribe? So figure that out up from obviously define the platform. And this goes for when Instagram started to get really big. We used to try and chop down other footage into just under a minute. It doesn't really work. <laughs> Defining the platform first. Um, and this is like when we film for a big client, we'll film their main video. It could be about three minutes. And that may be the YouTube version. We'll then refilm the video or see if we have got a cut for a minute for Instagram. Then we cut them into 15 seconds for Instagram stories. And again, even teasers for IGTV, we will refilm vertical video on purpose. One of my kind of bugbears is not filming the right kind of portrait landscape for the right platform. Uh, yes. And yes. Almost, I'm going to use the word the lazy, but it's not lazy. We're, we're all trying to do a lot and it's a pain. I know it's a pain, but it's going to get more conversion. If I see on IGTV that it, like, I've got to turn my head sideways, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and even if they put it in a, a wide barrier, it's hard to see. Yes. People that are embracing the platforms that they're using. So, and then the other thing is design, designing the style of the video. So depending on what your goal is of your video, um, the best converting style of video is face to camera, unfortunately. So Leron, you're really cool at this. And this comes easy to you. I still don't like this. I quit my job to hide behind the biggest <laughs> Um, so the fact that I have to get up on stage and do some YouTube videos and things, I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. And I'm sure there's many of you out there, but you're embracing it. Um, so a talking head, you can have an animation. When you go into a sales process, sometimes having the typewriter video so you can read what's said and listen instead of being distracted also engages conversion for selling. All these little t tips. So I'm going to jump to storytelling. Yeah. Well, biggest thing is with a competition, particularly on YouTube, is someone clicking on your video or staying on your video. So you've got to learn to build rapport. Um, so this is when it comes into your storytelling. You've got to engage me from the very top with my pain point. Then take me on the transformation and then tell me how to do it. So for instance, like with the phone, I can't work out which Samsung phone to buy. Okay. So meet me there first to know within the first 10 seconds I'm watching the right video. So the hook, basically, yeah. what's, what's your pain point? I need to address that immediately, immediately. because that's, that's going to keep you, as, oh, okay, this video is, is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm going to work. The okay. next is straight after that, I need to know you understand my pain. So explain either a story, because sometimes this not, might not be about tech, 
like you said, this could be about baking cakes. Right. So I could be someone that loves baking, but I'm not that great at it. Then Ooh. I want to know that person I'm watching was also like me one day. And they're not just the perfect baker. Because otherwise I'll be like, oh, no, I'm not like her. She can do it. I can't do it. Right. So okay. meeting me at my pain. And then it's only when you meet someone at their level can you take them on a transformation. Wow. Uh, I've actually got goosebumps. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> uh, because this, this is like, it really changes the game. It's, we're always being taught that it's about kind of get in, get in fast, furious, kind of tell them what they need to know, tell them again what they need to know, and then ask for a subscriber and then kind of leave. But this is yeah, very different. No. This is very much storytelling. Even if it's a, if it's a tutorial, even if it's something as mundane as how to bake a chocolate cake or um, which phone should I get? Even if it's just a how-to video, from what you're saying is you could still be a storyteller even if it's not a vlog or no, your traditional travel journey, which is obviously naturally a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, I would go as far as to say um, it's minimum requirement. So right. ultimately, you are your brand. So the, the, I would say probably when the majority of people, just let me check in here, that are watching this are going to be trying to promote themselves in their brand. Yeah, most, mostly, correct. Yeah. So what that means is I need to get to know you and like you. And the reason why even us, Leroy, we have a relationship is because we got to know each other. Mm -hmm. I didn't just go to you, come buy my crap, or you didn't go to me, come to right. South Africa, <laughs> or whatever. It wasn't like that. We had a conversation and right. we had joint interests so then we, we started moving on with the relationship. And that's what we have to do as an influencer is to communicate our personal brand. And this is when the word vulnerable, you don't have to have this shiny figure of I'm the best at this thing. I actually have had more success in my journey talking about how rubbish I have been and my failures to get where I have. Because people love it because they're like, right. hey, I've never been as bad as you. Or I can relate. I mean, yeah. it, it's one of those things when you see everything is so perfectly done and everything is spit and swallish and, you know, it's just everything is in the right place. You go, oh, I, I can never be like that. So I'm going to move on. But if it's more wow. like, guys, I, I just don't have the answer. I'm, I'm trying it for myself for the first time as well. Come with me. People can make that connection, make it's a better connection because we've all been there. We've all had that feeling of, oh, I, just, I really just don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to try it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example, two different examples. And I, I was lucky to speak and be on the same stage with these two amazing people. So Jay Shetty, who right now has the biggest viral videos ever to date. Um, mm. He is the most profound storyteller I have ever met. And he's not a filmmaker. He understands the process of filmmaking, right. but he knows how to connect and tell a story and meet someone at their pain point and then take them on a transformation. Trey Shelton is also doing the same. Then we've got, and his videos, so if you want to look at someone with really great storytelling abilities that is smashing it right now on social, then Jay Shetty. Then I can use the opposite example, and his videos are filmed with a crew and it's lovely. So maybe that's out of reach for some of your viewers. The opposite to that is Rachel Hollis. Now, Rachel Hollis is a several times New York Times seller. I love her. She's 
crazy. She's out there, she's open. Her video, she does video content every single day on Instagram. And uh, I think, I don't know if she does a lot on YouTube, but her videos are horrific. <laughs> They're terrible. And she'll say that, but she's using the medium. She understands her audience. She's storytelling every day. She's being vulnerable. She's being approachable. And people love her. So when it gets to the point when she wants to sell something, she pre-sells something, it's, it's gone. People are asking her to buy stuff from her. And that's the important thing of storytelling and building your brand before you start worrying about numbers. Wow. Okay, so it always sounds like it's a skill that so many people are just not focusing on. We're so focused on which camera should I get? Um, what's yeah. the mic I should be using? Yeah. But yes, those are important. But at the end of the day, if you have a phone in your pocket and you could tell a good story, you're going to get that engagement. You're going to get that audience. You're going to build that reputation up. And that is what Rachel Hollis does. No, no kit, no nothing, just mm. her smartphone. So it gives you examples. Um, and I mean, I'm a filmmaker, so I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> I, I want to I have my cake and eat it. And I kind right. of think, why not? So that's the storytelling stuff about building rapport, about script writing. And of course, we just mentioned this, filmmaking. For me, my biggest bugbear, actually, I need to explain this if, if the US guys are watching this. Um, <laughs> bugbear is like pet peeve. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm with you, bugbear, pet peeve, got you. So my, it's not keeping the camera still. Um, Ooh, shaky video. Yeah, shaky video um, gives you a perception of low quality video, low quality brands, kind of semi-pro, not quite there. So even if you just used your webcam or used a normal camera web, as long as it was steady, already the production value is going to do kudos for your brand. And then we've got things like exposing well. But my other thing then is clean, clear audio. There is far too much focus on the right camera and lighting. And I would say probably 80% of the YouTube content I watch, the audio is pretty bad. Even when they've got some good audio microphones, because they don't know how to use them, don't know how to place them. Um, and actually, at some point later on, when it, we'll have to do a video for the community where they can actually, I can demo it so you can actually yes. see it. But I would say it's a real difference between, uh, I would, if I was, one of an influencer on YouTube is concentrate on my audio. And it can be as far as way, like if you're too far away from the road video mics, they're, they're gonna sound rubbish. It's gonna sound like a goldfish bowl, no matter what you do. You ideally wanna have a microphone on you, so maybe like a click mic. Right. Spend the money on the microphones than the cameras sometimes. Because you're- Ooh, Oh, oh that's, that, that, yeah. that, that's big. Yeah, yeah. So, Audio is more important. Just want to be clear. You're yeah. saying audio, good, crisp sounding audio is more important than going out and buy a thousand dollar camera. For sure. For instance, the difference between an indie film and a Hollywood film is the audio. Oh, just like that. Yep. And in our industry, we have this thing that's like 51% audio. The rest is visual. Um, it honestly, I learned this the hard way when I did my first film because I was still stuck in the visual. 
then I forgot all the noises of the horse cantering okay. of the swords of it, like there was so many noises there's a noise so when you all watch TV or Netflix tonight if someone even puts down a cup on a table there's a noise okay we have to look and out for that Foley noise so this is also external noises and things like that and these are the things where people just were like they don't know why they like your stuff um, or I'm gonna give you another scenario we can watch a really shaky video footage it may even cut out and we'll carry on watching if the audio starts to kind of cut out we're grabbing a cable we're checking it's okay whatever it is we won't we won't continue to watch if the yes. audio is bad yeah absolutely then my last but not mm. least is about performance so this is there is something called a five second subconscious rule so by now we probably wrote the most amazing script we've got all our pre-production we filmed an amazing video the lighting audio everything else and then you've got the still frame of whatever your video is depending on the height of the camera that you took that still image with or whatever it was depending what you do with your hands and your face and um even i'm going to go down to your pupils <laughs> in your eyes well, people will judge you whether they're going to watch it or not. So this is when I guess actually what's quite interestingly, Ron, is you talk about like getting the hook line in there, getting images and everything else. But if the viewer is looking down, like being looked down on, so oh, if yes. your camera height is too high and down, so for instance, we will shoot small kids that are scared, I'm going to shoot high and low. That shows someone weak and vulnerable. If I'm going to shoot a CEO of a major firm, I'm going to shoot up low and high. Right. And then they look more powerful. Powerful position. Yeah. Ideally, you want to be at eye level to your camera, to the actual lens. If not, a little bit lower so the viewer sees and looks up to you a tiny bit. A lot of people doing um, webinars from their laptops are always looking down. So you want to put your laptop, even on a couple of books, so the, the webcam is at your eye level. Hmm. That's the first one. The side of the screen makes a difference. So looking at the actual screen, if you're on the left side of the screen, it's not the good side. On the right side of the screen is the good side. And moving from left to right is positive. Moving from right to left is negative. So for instance, in some of the biggest films, The Hobbit, the baddies on the left, the goodies on the right. Um, you'll find this in computer games. We move left to right because it's progress. Our graphs go left to right. Um, like troops, when we're, we're filming troops to go out to war, we'll be like, mm -hmm. okay, left to right. And the guys that come back on the stretcher come back right to left. What? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all psychology. It actually makes you feel awkward in your head and in your brain, physically. So imagine you're doing a walking, talking YouTube video if you're walking the wrong way, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't like it. I don't, I'm not going to like what you say, even if it's good things you're going to say. Just because I've walked off from the wrong side, yeah. something is just isn't clicking. Something's dodgy. I'm not comfortable. I'm already kind of at half brain. I'm already ready to click away. Yeah. And this is how we build staircases the wrong way so like the wrong direction to make you feel on edge that something bad is going to happen in a film you realize that right now none of us can ever watch a movie or a film ever the same way ever I again know. i know i normally do that caveat up front to go what have you like, done 
Okay, do this tonight for me. Just watch. Watch when someone's moving right to left and left to right. And uh, you become the most annoying person in the room. Because <laughs> you're like, something bad's going to happen. Oh, this is going to go good. <laughs> what? Okay, this is crazy. <laughs> um, so that's what I call visual storytelling. So if you have the script storytelling and visual storytelling, understanding the height and direction of the camera, you're not just communicating, you're connecting with the audience. And that's when it's powerful. That's when wow. we get what I call viral video. Oh, I, I think I need a drink now. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sorry, I made just like notes and notes and notes and more notes and tips and then left and his rats and then his jumping. Okay, I'm, I've got it. I'm, I think I've got it. We, okay. um, yeah, it will all be in the show notes so it, nobody misses anything. Okay. Yeah, even like if you're going to put text on the, the first freeze frame of the video, put it on the left and have you on the right, not the other way around when you're looking at it. We could spend the next nine days just getting these <laughs> tips from you, and I don't think we'll even begin to cover this. Um, to show you with very famous feature films and even um, a very old traditional black and white film that probably, unless you're a filmmaker, you wouldn't really be into it. And people are like, I, mean, I go, who's the baddie? Who's the goodie? And everyone can tell. And they're like, no way. And it's even by feet. So when you've got a direction of a shot of someone getting out of a taxi, if they're a good person, we're going to shoot them left to right in that direction. If they're going to do something bad, I'm going to shoot them right to left. And you don't even see the person. You just see their feet and they're walking. I need a nap. That's it. Um, I, I need to take this all in. Uh, thank you for making the time for everybody. Um, all the show notes, it, we're going to be transcribing this. Everything will be in, um, in the link below. So go check it out. All of Victoria's links will be there as well. So of course you need to go follow her, see what she's up to, go stalk her various platforms. She's up to amazing Any questions. Things. Just reach out to me. Even better that you heard it here first, people. And um, for the rest of you, just make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast application, wherever you're listening to us. And don't forget to leave this a review. And you, we all know at least one other person who's struggling with this. Share this episode with them because at the end of the day, we're one happy community of content creators. Let's help each other out. Let's pay it forward. Victoria, thank you very much one more time. And we'll chat to you soon. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.